0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? We've got an awesome one here for you. We are betting every NFL game this week. We're once again going through every NFL game and giving our picks, but I am betting every single one, giving my gambling opinions here. It's a great episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is September 24th. And the football gods still hate me. I can't make up the way I lost that game last night. I had the Steelers publicly on the straight against the spread line. I also had them in a private teaser bet of four teams. And, of course, they lose that. Mike Tomlin plays not to lose instead of not to win. It's an absolute pitiful game. And the
1: weekend is off to a hot start. How are we doing today, good sir? I am fantastic. Yep, you're right. It was a, it was a pretty pitiful game watching those two very average quarterbacks oh. go back and forth. God. Ooh.
0: I've never seen, I don't I shouldn't say I never, because I'm sure I have, but Mitch Trubisky makes everything Mm. look so difficult. Like, even good plays, you're just like, man, that felt like it took every ounce of energy to make that a good play. It is, it's slugging through the mud, which I knew going into it, that's half the reason I bet the Steelers. I was like, there's no way this is a high-scoring fair game, so I'll take a number outside of three. Perfect, I'll tease it up to ten in a fourteen teaser,
1: and then, of course, disaster strikes with like 30 seconds left. Mitch, he's funny. He's a funny quarterback because it's like, he's definitely, he hasn't, like, he's athletic. He's certainly athletic. But w- when he runs, and he runs pretty fast, it looks like he's running on like a balance beam. Like, he's like <laughs> leaning over to the right and leaning to the left. But I mean, he's like making plays with his feet. But yeah, yeah I mean, he's just, he's just so average.
0: <laughs> also, can we talk about Mike Tomlin? What was that end of the game field goal? It's fourth and five. So it's really like fourth, five and a half yards or something because they get 12 men on the field, a five yard penalty. It's not first down. Mm-hmm. So it would have been fourth and in inches, and you still decide to kick. Why? Like, I get like, well, you got it's a two score game anyway. So you got to get the onside kick. I'm on the mindset, like, yeah, go for it. That's such more a mentality boost of like, we got this. Then you go down, and you score, you just drove the length of the field. Mm-hmm. You still got to kick the onside kick, but then you're at least down three. If you recover it, you don't have to then go get a touchdown. You can kick a field goal. You'll be in great position to do so if you recover the onside kick. I just, I don't understand the mindset of coaches who
1: do this nonsense. I didn't get it either. And it's kind of surprising to see coming from Mike Tomlin. I was like, huh, strange.
0: Yeah, that whole game, the whole, this year has been weird. Now, we did say, we got to give ourselves credit that this was going to be the year that if you wanted to fade Mike Tomlin, you do it. Cause he is a coach that, as everybody knows at this point, has never had a season below 500. We both said, man, it's going to take a hell of a coaching effort to get them to 500 or above this season. And it looks like he is just nosedive bombing because after his press conference now, it may have been a head fake because he is a he's a good coach that likes to keep things in the locker room. And maybe it's a mentality thing where he's like, I'm not discussing uh, QB changes. The strategy was good. Matt Canada's fine, offensive coordinator. Maybe some things changed privately in the locker room leading up to the game. But I was a little shocked about, one, in-game decisions, and then two, just completely shutting down all that talk. Do you actually buy into the fact that they are not
1: Actively considering Kenny Pickett at this point in the season. Uh, I hope not. I mean, they should. Why, why not? I mean, what is Mitch bringing you that is that Kenny can't do? I, I I don't think there's much.
0: Yeah, and at this point, I think you've shown you like Kenny's got weapons. Pickens mm-hmm. is a just a dog out that catch. Yeah, one Ooh. of the all-time catches in the NFL. Oh my was. god! Oh my god! That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, he was doing stuff like that in college, but to do that at the next level is. Woo! So you got a good wide yeah. receiving core. The offense line's been all right. Running back's been okay. Also, Harris with a crazy chop block in that game, uh, picking oh, up the yeah. blitz. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I think there's no... At this point, you might as well throw Kenny Pickett. He's got a couple extra weeks where he got to learn the playbook and get into that. I, I think at this point, you just got to throw caution in the wind and say, let's go, kid. Like yep. You're our future of the franchise. Let's go find out. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about a team in a game that has a team probably debating whether this is the guy or not, and that is the Patriots versus the Ravens. Line is set at two and a half over under is at 45 and a half. Before we break down the game, I think there's a a fun little debate going around the internet of whether Mac Jones is the guy. Do you think Mac Jones is the guy? Because I have a theory as to why we are
1: struggling with this, but I'll let you go first. (laughs) is he it's tough to say i mean it really is i mean I, I want him to have slightly better weapons and i could see what happens i mean nelson aguilar he can you know make plays and Devontae parker and you know he has some he has some running backs i'd like to see him have a little more help before i can make that decision i'm leaning towards like long-term 12-year answer probably not unfortunately so I'm kind of with you. I'm
0: on the more probably not. There seems to be a lot within the Patriots fan base that are affirm, firm, no, he's the guy. Which I, I get, mm-hmm. you want you to be your quarterback, but as other fan bases are well-firm, like, we are much more cautious. And my theory is like, if Matt Jones was on any other team, I think we're all, this guy is probably the guy. But because he's with Bill Belichick, and he slightly resembles a Tom Brady, where he's a smart guy, he makes smart decisions... He, you know, he because the Patriots had a guy like Tom Brady who was supposed to be a nothing quarterback, white, unathletic, mm-hmm. and Mac Jones sort of mirrors that, I feel like in our brains we're going like, oh, yeah, maybe he could be the guy. But if you put him on, I don't know, Jacksonville, we're not, I don't think we're saying he's the guy. You put him on the Lions. Well, the Lions are playing well, but I don't know if you say he's the guy. If you put him on the Colts, for example, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going like, yeah, he's the guy. I think we're going, maybe he is.
1: I don't really know at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a very good point because I, I, it's just like he fits that Patriots mold kind of. That, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I don't hate that theory.
0: So I think that's what we're discussing that. But now for the actual game. How do you make this game? Because this, the fact it was two and a half was a little surprising. I was surprised that we didn't get the three and a half number. We're under, two, or under three. How are you breaking yeah. this one down? The Ravens just had a, a shootout in Miami. Where are you at with this one?
1: Yeah, I mean I think a lot of this maybe has to do with location. I don't really know what's the new england weather is looking like this weekend um i know right here it's it's kind of cold and windy so (laughs) maybe in new england it's way colder i don't know but um i also was surprised just two and a half just with how explosive we saw the ravens can be just when they played the dolphins that just kind of surprised me because i don't see how the new england patriots offense could possibly keep up with a ravens offense so i mean i'm definitely leading ravens here i almost think you probably want to grab it before it goes to three. I don't always like to do that, but I don't see this going to two. Um, so yeah, I, 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 like the Ravens here and I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of, su- kind of a little bit surprised by the spread.
0: I am too. No, it's supposed to be rainy in the seventies mm-hmm. on Sunday in Foxborough. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm with you too for a Baltimore Ravens team where Lamar is, just balling out at this point making some crazy throws you have a Patriots team who's the brain trust of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge so they've got maybe a quarter of a brain between the two of them as offensive coordinators I am surprised that this number didn't go outside three I'm taking the Ravens here as well mm-hmm. um because I do think they're just shaping up to do the better team there are some injuries that could yeah. come into play here um but yeah I don't I just don't like what I've seen from the Patriots at all they just look They look sluggish out there. Like, they opened up their first game, nice first... flat. Yeah, very nice first drive opening of the season, and then from there, they've just been... They've been flat and un... Yeah. uh, Yeah, I just don't know. I I don't like it. I'm going to watch the game because I need to watch a little bit more Patriots, but it just what I've seen, I have not liked. I have zero faith in the offensive brain trust over there. So, yeah, I'm going Ravens on this one. Yeah. All right, let's... uh, I should also state, before we move any further, nice 9-7 and record last week you know what oh. we're doing cuz the football gods have been so cruel to me we're just betting the entire board i am every bet i give out on this podcast this week i'm putting money on it we're betting the whole board and we're just going for it because we got to try to tr- the the winds came in you talked about it we got a nice fall crisp winds and it was like beautiful it was like in field of dreams where he hears from the cornfield if you build it they'll come i heard if you bet it you will win so we're just betting it with the winds here today Ravens, we're going first one. Then we're going down to Miami. Bills versus the Dolphins, two of arguably the hottest teams right now in the yeah. NFL. Line is set at 5.5. Over-under is at 52.5. Do you think we get a shootout, which most people think we're going to get, or do you think this game is going to be relatively close?
1: Or I guess um, not even relatively close, but low a more low-scoring affair. I definitely think you got to assume it's going to be a shootout. Um, I don't know how close of a shootout it is basically i'm saying i think it's gonna be very high scoring I, I like the dolphins they're fun to watch that game last week was awesome but until i see a team that can come within 12 points of the bills i five and a half I, I have to take them um the concern obviously you know manny plays very well at home i know playing in miami is difficult especially in september um but still i, I gotta go to the bills here uh one little prop that i do like though uh last i saw with gotten space and Jalen Waddle was 64 and a half I'm hammering that over two is gonna have to throw the ball a ton because the bills are gonna, the bills are gonna put up minimum 35 points probably so yeah I'm, I'm going bills and then I just like that little play with Jalen, Jalen Waddle there this is
0: gonna be an awesome matchup I think for the weekend yeah. um,
1: the bills do have some injury
0: concerns which I think makes the over attractive here uh, because mm-hmm. the style these two teams play these two teams the Bills are not right now a blitz play man team. They've they've been able to get natural pressure, but Phillips, who we talked about last week, who's just been a monster in um, yeah, Oliver so in the on the defensive line, are both I think going to be out or at least trending to be out. So I do think that they're probably going to have to blitz a little bit more to get some pressure here, which I think lines up perfectly for your Waddle bet because Hyde is out in the secondary, and I think I think they've also got a couple other guys banged up, and then you flip the side of the ball. In Miami, this defense is hysterical. They blitz at a top-five rate in the NFL, and yet they are getting pressure at a 31st rate in the NFL. It is bad right now. Um, And they play a lot of man. Howard, who's a guy who I sat here last year and banged on the table, you got to pay this guy, you can't let this guy go. Corners are so, so valuable in today's NFL. But he hasn't been playing to par, I would argue. Um... And so I do think there are going to be a lot of opportunities to take shots here. And also, I do also like the fact Miami right now is passing at the second highest rate on first down. They're being okay. very aggressive. I think I'm going to go an over in this game. I've been terrible with team totals. I've been ba- virtually an automatic fade. I don't think I've hit a team total yet this season. But I think I'm going to stay away from from the Miami Dolphins' Bills' spread, and I think I'm going to go 52.5 over just because of the like way the that. defenses play aggressively, and I think there are going to be opportunities for some explosive plays to get us over that number. I I also love how Miami's making the Bills wear their blue jerseys down in Miami for a hot Sunday game. That will, I'm sure, wear on the defense. Well, mental g- gymnastics there. Heck yes. There's another team later that we're going to talk about that's going to be—I'm really buying into the look-good, feel-good, I think, this week. But we'll we'll get mm-hmm. to that. Um, Saints-Panthers, I am not excited for this game Minus 2.5, Saints are the favorite yeah. Over-Under is 40.5 Matt Rule is a bum That dude, <laughs> this team, I was so high on coming on in the season And I have now watched two games In which it just looked like a bunch of bums out there
1: What yeah. do you make of the Steelers-Panthers game going into this week? So it's funny you say that because going into this game I was going to say, Nate, I-, I think we were both wrong on the Panthers I- They suck I mean, they're they're real bad and the Saints, there's the Saints have talent, but it's just uh, there's something missing. It's pretty obvious. It's, it's the quarterback, um, Jameis. Just as you saw last week, he had some Jameis moments. Uh- <laughs>
0: Dude, it was so funny. I've now done this twice in major spots where I, I was watching the game with friends, and I literally called out two of his picks. Like when the ball was snapped, I was like, "This is gonna be a pick." pick and then there was one other later I was like this is going to be a pick pick and they were like what in the fuck and I did that last year in the Bengals Raiders game in the bar and everybody was like I, I have witnesses to these claims but I just I apparently have a sixth sense when it comes to picks being about to be thrown some, some stupid pick I should say
1: well I mean yeah and Jameis is doing plenty of them so we're getting a lot of entertainment there but I, I think the Panthers just really suck and I like Alvin Kamara coming back off an injury here going against this Panthers defense I like him to make some plays and stuff so I'll go with the Saints, two and a half. Um, I might go under the 40 and a half. Though, if you, really, you really made me. I mean, last week, Panthers, Giants, I mean, 16, 19, just gross. It was and so then, to watch. Uh, I mean, horrible. And then, I what, the Saints put up 10 against the Bucs, I think? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, I, I'll probably lean under the 40 and a half.
0: The Matt rule right now is one in twenty-five when allowing seventeen or more points in a game, which I don't know if they're going to get to seventeen points, but one in twenty-five is, oh my god, it's Holy. so bad.
1: That's terrible.
0: I think he's going to be fielding some some calls from Nebraska here very soon about whether or not he wants to come back to the college ranks because, I think his his NFL career is wrapping up. Not great for my uh, Panthers over six and a half wins. Still a long season. Same here, but it's Same. it's not looking great. Um. But we'll see if they can get that going. Chiefs-Colts, the line is at 5.5. Over-under is at 50.5. Patrick Mahomes has brutally dominated Gus Bradley, who is the defensive coordinator for the Colts. In the seven times Patrick Mahomes has played against Gus Bradley's defenses, he has 17 touchdowns to two interceptions. Bradley's defense currently is allowing a 17-2 completion rate to start the season. And that came against David Mills And Trevor Lawrence So with that being said Do the Colts even have a shot In hell to cover this number At
1: five and a half Absolutely not I have absolutely no clue Why it's five and a half (laughs) Don't overthink this This is the Chiefs The Colts just scored Zero points in Jacksonville Zero (laughs) Jacksonville Zero Who by the way Jacksonville is probably Going to win this shit division (laughs) (laughs) Those who got that It was
0: like I think Plus twelve hundred At the preseason To win the AFC Whoever bet that you might as well just cash that right now. Book, Book uh, should just be getting that
1: money right now. <laughs> I think so, but what an awful division. But yeah, five and a half. I mean, they didn't even score five and a half points. So <laughs> I mean, no, the Chiefs. I, I know they are going into Indians. A loud. It's known as a loud dome. I don't care. I mean, Mahomes. No air. No, no wind. No nothing. Slinging it. I, yeah. Don't overthink it. This is Chiefs. I don't know what's going on.
0: I, I barely did any, because this was the most uh, oh, don't overthink a game I saw <laughs> in the entire schedule today. Like, when I was going through the spreads earlier this week, I saw that, and I, like, stopped for a moment, because I could not believe what my eyes were seeing. It was like, oh, don't overthink this one, and just bet it right away. I didn't even yeah. have to think about this. Chiefs 5.5 is already locked in. Um, I'm good. Like, this is... Yeah. I, I still can't believe this isn't above a touchdown. Um, Lions-Vikings. Lions had a five and a half over under 52 and a half. Man, did Kirk Kirk on prime time. I mean, that Eagles game was r- r- rough to watch. Uh. Do you think that the Lions can continue their surprising start to the season, or do you think the Vikings get to come back here and cover this spread at
1: five and a half? Um, this one's tough for me. It really is. Cause obviously, you know, I'm, I might be a little, you know, biased and still hurt from what the lions did to my team. I mean, they looked really good. Um, our defense is so bad though. we'll get to that probably next game actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our defense is terrible, but that, that lion's offense is for real. I'm, I'm on Ron. St. I'm on, oh gosh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I mean, he's a stud. He was a fourth round pick. You know, he had 90 catches as a rookie. He's going to have grab a hundred balls this season. Um, and, we saw what DeAndre Swift can do. I like the Lions to cover here, and especially if, if this thing jumps to six, then I really like the Lions here. Um, I'm sort of buying it on this Lions team, at least being able to make noise, like kind of being able to hang in with most of the teams in the NFL. I don't know if this is like a playoff team or anything, but it will be really exciting once they get Jamison Williams back. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Lions. I'll take them plus five and a half here.
0: Yeah, this Lions team has definitely been... I I thought they would be competitive, but not nearly as good as they've been. This is a team that in their first two games have put up over 30 points a game, which has been... If I told you last season, going into next year, the Detroit Lions opening the season will score more than 30 points in two games back-to-back, I think everybody would have laughed you off the street. Um, Yeah. But this team has been... I mean, they've taken on the identity of their coach. They have all this fight into them, and they're going to need it going into a Vikings stadium that is arguably maybe the top home experience in all of the NFL at this point i mean yeah. minnesota gets loud now mm-hmm. if you're a, i bet trends kind of better i've got one stat that you're and you want to bet the vikings is going to make you feel like oh yeah there's a play i don't necessarily go with all these trends all the time cuz i think you have to break it down game to game but kirk cousins coming off a loss in his career is 18 18- and 9 against the spread. So he's been pretty good off the loss. There are two things that make me concerned as a Vikings potential better here. The fact that the Vikings have yet to score a touchdown in second half. That tells me that they're not making great adjustments in the second half, and that is not a great stat going into a game in which you are going to be in an absolute rock fight. Um, The second is the push that they are failing to get on the defensive line. Um, I do think the Lions' offensive line could bully them here a little bit. But with all that said... Detroit Lions love to play a lot of man. I don't think you can really do that successfully against this Minnesota team. I think there's something to prove here. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to go Vikings. Minus five and a half. I'm sure Kirk will screw me, but you know what? Home field advantage. They're going to come back from what was an embarrassing loss on Monday night. We're going Vikes.
1: I think you already know this because the Vikings are one and one. You might have already mentioned this before, but Kirk is a perfect 500. His his quarterback record, I think he's like eighty and eighty and one or something. It's it's hilarious.
0: It's absolutely fantastic that Kirk yeah. we get Kirk every Sunday right now. Him and Jameis, I'm just like you can set your watches to it of just what they're gonna produce week in and week out. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about your Washington commanders. They are hosting mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, another very hot team which we mm-hmm. were giving some praise into the season. I think I was definitely hotter on this Eagles team. We'll see if they can continue through the season. It's still a young, young season, but they come in as a six and a half point favorite, over unders at 47.5. How are you feeling about this game and the way you were matching up against this Philadelphia Eagles squad, which is presenting a lot of problems defensively and offensively for teams?
1: Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, for us, this is a matchup nightmare. <laughs> I mean, this eagle team can run all over everyone and i mean college teams could probably run all over us not really but like honestly it, teams can run and move the ball on us at ease um so that that's a big concern that i have with this team um the eagles are coming off what has to be the most dominant 24 point performance i think i've ever seen they didn't need to score in the second half but uh, uh, that it just in the back of my head, just kind of like reassuring myself going into this matchup. i like, they didn't score in the second half. They didn't do anything in the second half. They, they only, they really only scored 24 points, but still I, I, I kind of like them to cover here. I don't see how we keep up. I do love our offense. I like the over in this game. Um, I, I think we're going to at least score probably three touchdowns ourselves. We can move the ball. We've shown that. Um, but the problem is our offense so far we just kind of sputter, you know, we'll go through a quarter where it's just like nothing happens. And then the next quarter, you know, we'll score two touchdowns. Uh, But I just don't see how we can keep up with Hertz and this team right now, other than maybe, you know, they're due to lay a dud, but I'll, I'll take the Eagles minus six and a half.
0: Yeah, Nick Sirianni's always good for a dud here and there, but I don't know if I've seen enough from the Washington Commanders this season so far to imply that they are going to take a dud. The one thing that does give you hope, if you are taking an over ticket, I think, is the matchup with the wide receivers versus the Eagles' secondary, which is a is a good secondary right now. But yeah. the Wash do not sleep on that Washington wide receiver because whoo, they're nice, they're they are. good. Yeah, as long as Kirk can be. Kirk, like he's not Kirk, 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 Kirk. I'm saying Kirk. My goodness. Carson Wentz. As long as Carson Wentz isn't being a moron, which is going to happen every once in a while, if he yep. shows a little of that, wow, there's that arm town, because he's good for a game where he just kind of slings it and you see why he's been so highly rated, why he stayed in the league so long, and then he'll go right back to throwing some dumb pick where he doesn't see the middle linebacker right in front of him. Um, yep. But if he can, if he can sling it a little bit, They've got a shot here at the over two. I like, I'm with you. I, I, I think at this point, the Eagles are on my don't bet against them until they prove otherwise. Until Nick mm-hmm. Sirianni really starts to get in his head, until teams really start to make him adjust, uh, they're sort of, I'm just betting them almost blindly as long as it's not a crazy score. We're within seven. I'd like it below six, but I'll take them within the seven points. Yep. All righty. Raiders Titans lines at one and a half over under 45 and a half the Raiders have been a very aggressive team this season they are throwing on first down 81.58% of the time that is almost a 20% jump from last season McDaniels is already showing his influence on that offense but this is a team that's going to be fighting against a Titans team that Honestly, I'm surprised got a spread at one and a half. We've been yeah. sort of ahead of the curve, I think, on this podcast compared to others about how the Titans were gonna fare this season. How the letting go of AJ Brown was the signal that this is this team knows internally they're in rebuild mode. While the public mm-hmm. didn't seem to be catching on to that, Derrick Henry is slow to come back from what was an injury that we were cautious about. We said anybody if somebody can do it, it would be him, but he is he's taking a sweet time coming back from that. It is showing where. I'm surprised this line is at one and a half, but it is at one and a half. How do you make this game, knowing all that going into this?
1: I mean, it's definitely a huge game for both teams, especially the Raiders. Just you, you can't go zero and three, or else you're doomed. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about the Titans' shit division, so maybe they can go and zero and three and be okay. But <laughs> um, so just the team itself, though, from what we've seen, they're, they're not okay at all. I mean, Derrick Henry is basically getting blocking equivalent to what Najee Harris is getting, and it's not good. Um, yep. Basically, getting contacted right at the line of scrimmage uh, before he really can get going, especially coming off that injury. And like I said, the Raiders, super aggressive team. Last week, I mean, scoring zero in the fourth quarter and giving up sixteen that that was a dagger for them. Awesome. I mean, yeah. really a tough loss for that. I could
0: not, I turned. I switched that game off on my other team because I was like, this is over. And then I yeah. saw the score, and I was like, what in God's name is going on in yeah. Arizona?
1: This is a really, really tough loss for them. But Arizona, well, I don't think they're a great team, they do have some explosive ability. So it happens. So even though Las Vegas is traveling a bit of a distance here, I'm going with them minus one and a half. It's just I, This Titans team is poor. I think we're going to be seeing uh, Malik Willis Kind of soon, which is, which is exciting. Yeah. I'd like to see him.
0: I mean, the problem is in Ryan Tannehill, if he can't play off-play action, which he can't do right now, he turns yep. to a below, well below average quarterback. When he can play off-play action, well, then he's a guy that you could make a playoff run and potentially a Super Bowl run with because he does play well enough that as long as the team around him is good, you can go there. But because he can't play off-play action, he is a subpar quarterback. I'm with you. I think at some point you're gonna to have to roll out the Malik Wallace train here. Um Tyler Luan, I believe, is declared out for this game. That's gonna hurt them on yeah. the offensive line. Yeah. The defense is not it's been a subtle downgrade almost it seems like the last three seasons they've slowly been trending downwards. Um <clears throat> so yeah I'm with you. I think the Raiders' ability to be potentially explosive gives them the slight edge here and I just have zero faith in the Titans at this point in time. Um yeah. it's just it's a full blown disaster here. So I'm going Raiders minus one and a half um on this one as well. But God, the AFC South is just what a putrid division. I mean, what how does that division year after year just stay terrible?
1: I mean, I think right now its current state is the worst like I've ever and you know we've seen some bad NFC East divisions. This might be like the worst Constructed division just this season alone, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's
0: terrible. All the teams are just bad. I they're mean, the Colts bad. are way worse than we thought. We came into the season going, they're going, they're a good team, but they don't do anything like well. So they're just going to be sort of that like flat line team. But man, have they? How, I don't even know how you underperform of that expectation. Like your expectation is <laughs> like you don't do anything super well. You just do everything kind of good so you can be competitive. And they have completely bombed that's that terrible. expectation. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it. It,
1: Every team that is going to be competing wildcard weekend is praying they are being hosted by the AFC <laughs> South division <laughs> oh winner.
0: We should take their playoff spot. The AFC West is too damn good to give a playoff spot to the AFC South. That is ridiculous.
1: It, it really is.
0: Oh, my God. Um, all right. And picking up on the terrible AFC South, we move on to the Texans and Bears. Line is at two and a half. Over-under is 39 and a half. I honestly don't even know where to begin on this game. Would you You want to start on this one? I mean...
1: You know, we had the Saints-Panthers game, and then, you know, we go about four or five games later, and we have this game. Oh, this is worse. This is God. the worst game oh. <laughs> on the docket, without a doubt. Um, I don't know how much we want to talking about this. I'm, I'm leaning Bears minus two and a half. Same. If this thing goes to three, I think... Everyone in the world's going to push. <laughs>
0: yep. I, I'm with you. I, I, I think this could be short and sweet. Well, the Texans have been – they have the ability to be competitive for a while. We saw it last week against a Broncos team who had nothing going for them offensively. Yeah. The, yeah. the Texans still struggled. The Bears, Justin Fields, I'll, I'll take them at two and a half. If they can't win this game at home – I mean, the Bears are in for a rough season anyway, but – Hold on to your butts because things could get real <laughs>
1: ugly. We'll say that. Yeah, it, yeah, Panic City. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on. Bengals, Jets, line is at six and a half. And oh, have I been excited to talk about the good old Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, this goodness. team, we have been, I feel like, way ahead of the curve on the Zach Taylor, is an absolute nightmare. Just to encapsulate yeah. that all for you people right now the Bengals are the only team in the NFL to have not held a lead at any single point during a game only team in the NFL Um, this team's success rate on first and second down ranks dead last for run success rate on first and second down which I guess is good the fact that Zach Taylor is throwing more on first down compared to last year but still (laughs) can't run the ball super predictable he's a atrocious offensive play caller Um, but this could be a look good, feel good spot. Now I'm gonna trust a random stranger on the internet because you know when random strangers put things on the internet, they are always true. But according to hard hitting analysis here by uh, Seth R94, seems good. He's got he's got mm-hmm. a cross in his name, so he's probably speaking the good Lord's work. Yeah. The Bengals don't honor. have a Zach Taylor problem. They have a jersey problem because in their alternative orange jerseys, they're three and zero. Their away jerseys, they're eight and three, and their home jer- and their home black jerseys two and seven I'm, a, I'm guessing this includes last year and hmm. this year so they are breaking out for the first time the all-white jerseys they have the all-white helmets look oh. good feel good going into the new york jets who have been i think a, another sort of surprise this season with how i'm not i don't want to say extremely well they played but better than expectation coming into the season what do you make of the six not even six and a half pure six line for the Bengals jets
1: it's tough. I mean, just from what we've seen so far this year. I mean, the Jets had a ridiculous comeback last week, um, which is something that came out of nowhere that we never saw. And then the Bengals, <sighs> Bengals are just disappointing everyone. Joe Burrow is just getting annihilated. Um, he's pretty much gotten annihilated every year of his career so far. Last year, not too bad, but you know they rebuilt that line, but he's still getting just he's still getting killed behind the line. So that's not good. Um, I do think I have a stat on that one. Since 2001,
0: yeah. Joe Burrow has been sacked 83 times. The next closest is Karin Baker at
1: 49. Oh, my. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, that is insane. That's a recipe for disaster. You know, he, he had the injury his rookie year. We pray it doesn't happen. You know, anything doesn't happen again. But he's just getting killed. Um, I do think Dallas, I think that defense and their pass rush is really good. So, you know, I don't, you know, he's not going to be facing that every week. No. I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this game. I'm, I'm leaning. Scott dude. I don't know. I. It's a tough one. It's really tough. I'd probably go Bengals just because I'm just not sold on the Jets yet, and I'm not ready for the Bengals. Just, I mean, obviously, you know, they could still win, but I'm not ready for them to go zero and three. If they go zero and three, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> it just really just throws them out entirely in the AFC. So I'll go with the Bengals here. I mean. It's going to be close. It might be a push opportunity. It's tough, though.
0: It, it is very tough. Um, I think at some point, I haven't completely hit the Bengals panic button. I have. I, I've I been ringing, slamming that thing. It's destroyed on Zach Taylor's ability to call a cohesive offensive <laughs> game, and he, and I think, I don't know if, I honestly don't know and I will say this, I don't know if Zach Taylor's a good head coach, but what I do yeah. know is he's a trash head slash offensive coordinator coach. There are Maybe on a, I can count them on my one hand, head coaches in the NFL that can take both play calling duty and head coaching duty. Zach Taylor is not one of them. He needs to give it up. He needs to get out of because the, the small details are being missed with this team, and that is what the head coach is supposed to be doing. Because you are not, I know he wants to be the like a Sean McVay or an Andy Reid, but you're just, you're not. You can't, you can't do both. And the small details are slipping. I mean, going to this season, the Bengals talked all, all about how they have to be methodical this year. How these teams are going to give them two two high safety looks. How the offensive line is brand new, and they have done nothing. Impre- nothing through two games would sh- suggest that they prepared for that change. They didn't. It doesn't look like they they prepare themselves to be a methodical offense like the Chiefs are switching up to be this season. They don't look like they got the offensive line completely compared. Now, I'm not slashing the alarm bell on that because we do know. When you replace a bunch of people on the offensive line, it generally takes a couple weeks in the NFL to get that offensive line as a cohesive unit. But it hasn't looked pretty. They can't run the ball. Like, he just needs to hand it over to Callahan and focus on the small details and larger picture. He can't be in the minute offensive strategy game. He just can't do it. Like, it, it the, the sale has shipped on that. Last year, yeah. they exceeded his incompetence to make it to the Super Bowl, um, which we were very hot on on this podcast. That's why you listen to us. But you are also <laughs> facing a Jets team That I am wondering, so I I went back, I watched both Jets games this season. I have been pleasantly surprised at how well Joe Flacco has looked at his age. Yeah. But I am wondering at what point does that arm fall off his shoulder? Because through two games, he's thrown 103 passes. Last season, he threw a total of 42. The year before that was 133. He's almost got, through two games, more pass attempts than he had the last two seasons. The man is not a spry chicken here, folks. Um, At some point, that arm is going to start to feel the wear and tear on it. But he has looked pretty good. They've done a good job of using pre-snap motion to help him out. I I like what they're doing. They've been competitive, but I do... I don't want to take the Bengals six, but I almost I feel like this is a game. You got the white helmets on. You're looking fly. Everybody's been talking shit. I feel like the Bengals have to come out and have a big game here. And last year, they handled their business with the New York Jets. I don't know if I feel great taking the Jets, but I also would not be surprised if the Jets cover no. this
1: number or win, no to be honest. I wouldn't be shocked. No, me neither. Garrett Wilson is a beast. Monster. Yeah. Um,
0: which shouldn't be surprising if he comes from uh, Wide Receiver U in Ohio State. Who, I, Oh, yeah. I said this on the college show last year. Whoever the wide I – I can't think of his name. I know who he is. The wide receiver coach at Ohio State should be paid more than the head coach at this point. Like, you guys need to do whatever it takes to keep him because year after year, that wide receiving core is just filthy.
1: Yep. It's ridiculous.
0: All right. This is a number that has moved greatly due to the speculation of injuries. Jacksonville Chargers. I'm going to say right now, if you got Jacksonville at plus 7.5, which it was earlier this week, give yourself a round of applause because it has dropped to 3.5. Vegas seems to know that Justin Herbert is not going to be playing even though it has not been confirmed. He is listed as doubtful. He has not practiced, though, to this point. Chargers are at home, which is not much of a home field advantage at all. Um, no. Lines at 3.5. They are favored over under 42.5. Can Jacksonville... One cover this number, but two can they win this game if we get the Chase Daniels show?
1: If we or even to if we chase... get
0: banged up, Justin Herbert.
1: The way Herbert looked, I mean, it looked like I mean, I thought he was like just like fall over and like pass out on the field. But then he also he just slings it to DeAndre Carter like thirty like thirty seven yards, like with, with just like he can't even breathe. But I, the way he looks, I, I think it might be best to just sit Justin Herbert this week. Um, honestly, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it looked, it looked bad, man. Um, so, but it's tough to pick here. Like can Jacksonville, you know, fly across the country and cover this? I, I think they could. I like, I like their weapons on offense. They, they just seen Doug Peterson does seem to be getting those wide receivers open on like some kind of short, quick hitter type routes. Um, but yeah, without, Justin Herbert, I, I probably would go Jacksonville. I think it's gonna be very interesting because Chase Daniel has made a killing in this league in terms of being a backup quarterback and making like thirty million dollars. And really, we've like we've seen him play a couple of times, but we really haven't seen him play. So I'd love to see him play um, just to see you know this thirty million dollar backup like how much he's really been a uh, not to be not to be disrespectful, but stealing from the NFL. Correct. It is. It's something
0: like he's made two hundred twenty thousand dollars for just, like every snap he's taken or something like. It's just ridiculous. He's got like a million dollars per touchdown he's thrown or something like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's just insane. stupid. Um, but I love Chase Daniels because he he gave us that college football year where Mizzou played Kansas and it was like four versus two. And the world was just like, what is happening in college football? Cause that for people who were younger at one point in time, Missouri and Kansas were both in the top five and played each other in a championship game, um, yep. not a national championship game Divi- or a conference championship game. Wild times. Keep to was on that team for the Kansas um, blue Haw- or blue. Yeah. Blue blue Jayhawks. Jayhawks. My God uh, <laughs> brain is fried on the Friday. Um, oh yeah. You answered the question I was going to ask. The NFL doesn't really do this, but honestly, I would almost treat this as a rest week if I'm the Chargers. You know you have a good product. You have guys banged up left and right. That injury report is rough to look at right now. A lot of doubtfuls. I would just sit them this week. One, I wouldn't want that doctor who punctured Tyron Taylor's lung anywhere near Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert's going to have to get shot up, and it's the same doctor on the team, last I heard. Um, And two... Jacksonville's flying across the country. They have been definitely more competent this season, which isn't hard to do given the Urban Show last year. Um, but yeah, I think this is a I think this is a game where you just kind of throw it away. And t- I know in the NFL, it's kind of sacrilege to be like, if you take the loss, you take the loss. But I don't think it's worth risking the rest of the season to roll out Justin Herbert or even like Keelan Allen, who who's dealing with a hamstring, or like any yeah, of these guys I- that are dealing with issues. I would just rest them this week and give them give them the weekend off
1: because. It's just not worth it. Yeah, and you know, quick little thing, not to sound effed up or anything, but you know, the best thing that doctor did was puncture on Taylor's block. You to Justin franchise. Herbert in, and we're like, holy shit, this guy's, this guy's unreal.
0: Dude's unreal. And the Chargers are going to have a, a special place in my heart for, for covering that game against the Chiefs when they, they <laughs> could have just th- th- thrown in it. Justin Herbert is the man. I will love that man till the day I die. <laughs> Not a poor thing will ever be said about him for that betting win. Nope. Um, one other thing I am interesting, we don't really talk about this a ton on this, sh- on this show, uh, but the team total. I am thinking about maybe taking under 23.5 for Chargers team total under if we're going to get the <sighs> yeah. Chase Daniels show. I think it's going to be a lot of running, slugfests, in the mud. I- I'm interested in that line
1: right there. Yeah, that that would definitely be calling out to me. I, I like that. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Let's talk about another kind of low-key surprise, I think, in how competitive they've been because we really, or at least I trashed them in the pre preseason divisional breakdowns. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons have been a very competitive football team. They are a plus one underdog against the Seahawks, traveling to Seattle over under 41 and a half. I kind of like them to win in this spot. The juice is better. It's not plus money, but I like the Falcons to get a win here in Seattle for a team that is had a fun first game, but outside of that did not look great in week two.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Just they did. You're right. Seattle had a fun first emotional game. Um, and, you know, we, we're both we're both, I think, are Geno Smith guys. But we have seen it before where Gino comes in. He has he gets he gets hot. He, he flashes a little bit, but we haven't really seen long term success from him from him, unfortunately. I don't think we're going to get it this season, unfortunately, unfortunately for Gino. Um and yeah, you're right. The Falcons—they can go in, they can compete. They're definitely surprising. Uh, you know, they're not a playoff team, but they are they a team that you kind of don't really want to face. So yeah, I like them to go all the way up to Seattle and probably get a win there.
0: Yeah, and I—I—I I, I, I meant to look into this. I forgot to do it, but I'm assuming they stayed out on the West Coast, given they played the Rams last week. Um, and so I'm assuming they stayed out there. Not a huge travel for them. Um, if they did, I would. Ass- like I said, I'm assuming they stayed out there. Um, because I'm not (laughs) losing my mind, they did play the Rams, yeah. They played, yeah, they played the Rams, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, shit, they, yeah, that's right, yeah, 100%. So, I'm assuming they stayed out there. Um, maybe not, maybe they came back to the East Coast and traveling out. That would seem very dumb to me, but yeah, Yeah. there's not a lot going on. This team has played competitive. Mariota's looked about like Mariota looks at this age and this point of his career, it's been a fine product. Um, Mm -hmm. Drake London, I'm was a big fan of when they drafted him. He's playing really well. So yeah, I like this team. They're just, they look like a more cohesive unit right now than the Seahawks look. The Seahawks look a little disheveled game to game um, yeah. last week. Yeah. Packers, Bucks, when they scheduled this game, man, did this look like it was going to be the cream of the crop. But injuries yeah. ha- might be raining on this parade. The line is down to one and a half. Bucks are still favored. Over-under's 41 and a half. And I've got to tell you, I am I am worried about this game, but I said going into the season, the first four games, I don't care about wins, losses. I care about getting out of games healthy. We have not been getting out of games (laughs) healthy, unfortunately. Um, This is going to be a tough one. This is a team. The Bucs are getting a lot of flack, um, and I think it's due to people just not thinking of it contextually. The Bucs have not been as aggressive on offense. People are ripping the offense for being not super aggressive, but, I mean, we can just see it in the – pass rate on first down, which I think is indicative to your team's aggressiveness. Last year, they threw on first down at a 67% rate. They're down to 54%, but when you think about it, it makes sense. The wide receiver, core has been super banged up. The offensive line's been super banged up. There's not a lot of pieces right now there, so why are you going to be... How can you be super aggressive in the pass game? I don't think that's so much Todd Bowles kind of making the offense less aggressive. I think that's just being less aggressive due to the nature of the injury report. Um yeah which gives me some fear for the Packers, but then I remember the Packers are also dealing with their own injuries and the fact that they have no real offensive threat. They did put up a, a good game against the Bears, but that is the Bears. The Bucks' defense is a different animal. How do you feel about this game coming into this?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it it is kind of a shame with injuries and just the fact that Aaron Rodgers has nobody to to, to throw the ball to, and Tom Brady this week is going to have no one to throw the ball to. Um, it's rough. Well, yeah, yeah, and you know the Packers they're coming off that dominating performance, but they're the Bears. We all know Rodgers owns the Bears. Aaron Jones was just—I br- mean—he was averaging like 11 yards per carry. I mean, it was it was, it was ridiculous. Um, that's not going to happen against Tampa Bay um i just think going down to tampa bay one and a half I, I gotta stick with the bucks here i like them probably starting off three and you know i just I, I think it'll be close i think it'll be an Aaron a heavy aaron jones heavy aj dillon game for the packers but i just think tom will find a way to just come out with a win plus with that defense uh, the, the defense is nasty so and the packers have a solid defense too but that bucks defense i know they played Jameis, but they're sick. Yeah. The secondary
0: especially has come up, which is scary because they were good last year, but leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. in my opinion, watching those two games. It has been apparent to me that that unit, is the chemistry is there this season, the communication is there, which has always been a problem with the Bucs secondary, the communication factor, and guys just missing out on assignments. That has seemed to improve greatly mm-hmm. here um, this season, and then you pair that with it does suck that Akeem Hicks is down. I, I I'd love to yeah. see him um, paired up with Via down there, but he'll be back later in the season. But I do think this is just the Bucs will defensively outmatch as the Packers here, and Brady will find oh. a way to get a field goal at the end of the game and win this game. Super close. Don't love it. Probably wouldn't bet it if I wasn't betting every game on the board. But we're betting every yeah. game on the board this week. So one and a <laughs> half, it is the Bucks. Rams, Cardinals. <laughs> God, the Cardinals are bad. But they got themselves an electric win last week. Yep. The Rams come to town. Another, another team that has been way underperforming. The line's yeah. at 3.5. Cardinals are the underdogs here in their own building. Over under 48.5. What do you think of this game? Because initially when I saw it, I said Cardinals easy money. But the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, I don't know. Maybe the Rams can turn it on. The Stars can come out. But I... I just, I'm concerned about the depth pieces for the Rams and and the Cardinals' explosiveness, ability to show up in key I am, spots.
1: Yeah, I, I am a little bit too. I mean, we we both know the, the NFC compared to the AFC. Oh my God, what a what a difference! Uh, the the Rams have seemed like you know it's still very early, but it almost seems like maybe they've taken a small step back in the NFC. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I still think I they're capable of being a playoff team, but they they you know they. are just taking a, take a small step back, you know, at, the, at least this start of the season. Um, you give me the hook here, I'm kind of with you. I like the Cardinals. Um, I, it, I don't say that with a ton of confidence because I, I don't really like them as a team. I don't. They can't really run the ball very well. Um, I do like maybe taking – looking at maybe a, a Marquise Hollywood Brown over 55-and-a-half. I, I think well, I Kyler – yeah, I think Kyler's just going to be scrambling around a lot and just slinging the ball. Because I, I do think it has the potential to be somewhat of a shootout. Um, so I don't love it. But if you give me this hook here, I'll probably take the Cardinals. But, ooh, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. It's tough. Um, I, I don't love this game. This is another game where I'm like, if I wasn't betting the entire board, I probably wouldn't bet this. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go the Cardinals here. I just I don't have a lot of faith in the Rams right now. It, that's a... Trust will come around, but verify it first. I'm not willing Mm. to put my money on them just yet. The explosiveness of the Cardinals, as well as they are better the first half of the season, I do like that there. That's a good spot. Let's talk about Mm. the 49ers-Broncos. This line was slightly surprising given how bad the Broncos have been offensively. The line's at one and a half. 49ers come in as the favorite two-mile-high stadium, over-unders at 43 and a half. How do you make this game?
1: I don't like this game. This game sucks. I'm actually kind of disappointed in the NFL's two primetime, two night games we've got going this weekend. I think those – I'd almost take any of those 4 o'clock games in here. I understand the angle. It's Russell Wilson going against his former biggest rival, the San Francisco 49ers. So I get the angle that they're pulling here. But it's just to me these are two boring teams. San Francisco, I think, is a good team, but they're boring. And Denver so far has been just very boring and kind of disappointing, I'd say. Um, and poor Jared Judy, he cannot stay healthy, and I think Damn. he is such a talent, dude. When and we saw it in week one, when he gets the ball, he is he's electric, he's powerful, he's a beast. Um, but yeah, that, that's just a shame that he can't get healthy. I'm leaning Niners here, minus one and a half. Jimmy G, he's just a winner, and I, obviously Russell Wilson's a winner too. But it's I'm, I'm going with Jimmy. He's a regular season and he's even a playoff winner too. But he's a regular season winner. The Niners just win with him behind center. So I'll, I'll take the Niners one and a half.
0: Dude, it's crazy. I talked about this. Um, I I posted a clip earlier on social about this. Like the difference when Kyle Shanahan has Jimmy G under center versus other quarterbacks is just insanity. I mean, he is just a winner. They just win football games. It's not pretty, but they just win football games. Um, And I think the thing that we we have to also remember with this is Russ has been struggling against defenses that are not going to put up as much of a fight as the 49ers defense is going to put up in this game. The 49ers defense has looked good Especially last week, I thought. Um, I I have very big concerns for Nathaniel Hackett and Russ right now. It Mm. doesn't look like a lot of smart decisions are being made. Russ seems to be struggling with the new concepts and the new offense. There are injury concerns there. I just think the 49ers win an ugly game here. And at one and a half, I'm going to take that because I think it's a field goal or more for the 49ers. And Jimmy G is just whatever you want to say with him. It's not pretty, but he wins football games. Just wins football games with the 49ers and Kyle Shannon. He just understands the system and where to go with the ball.
1: Yep, I am agree. I totally agree with that.
0: Last game of the week to wrap us up. Dallas versus the New York Giants. Monday night. Line is set at plus one for the Cowboys. They are the away team. I don't know why I phrased it like that. Over under is 39 and a half. <laughs> Danny dimes versus Cooper. Uh, oh man. <laughs> just the matchup you wanted. You know, it's bad for Zach Taylor. Cause he's going to catch a fly here. It's not a good look when Mike McCarthy outcoaches you. Oh yeah. If you get outcoached by Mike McCarthy, you should turn in your coaching card at this point in time. That man's an idiot. Um, So we got Brian Dable, the better coach, clearly, but the less talented team. Going against the worst coach, but a more talented team. Starting quarterbacks are iffy. Yeah. Who wins this
1: game? God, who knows? Um, (laughs) That's tough to say because I I am... I am kind of somewhat, and I was last year too, uh, somewhat of a believer in this this Dallas defense, especially the front seven, mainly Micah Parsons. Um, oh, God, a monster. <laughs> he's just such a monster. And I honestly think he can cause enough havoc, especially with Danny Dimes, that where he can make a massive impact on this game. So I'm actually leaning Dallas and Cooper Rush to go up in there. Ooh. And and win the game. I mean, I'm plus one. No, let's just take the money line, obviously here. Um. So yeah, I'm leaning with Dallas. I just think with Danny Dimes, just, like I said, Parsons is he's a game wrecker. He just annihilates other teams, and just I think Jones is just like he's just salivating over that.
0: Yeah. I I mean the Giants have gotten two wins over two teams that defensively have just yeah. And subpar. And to your point, Micah Parsons is an absolute game record. The dude is an X factor. Like we have we very we see it every once in a while. We've seen it with Aaron Donald. We saw it with Von Miller when he was dominating. There are these guys that when they step on the field Ooh, J.J. Watt yeah. back in the day when he was at his full prime, what T.J. Watt's doing with the Steelers. I'd say Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, Miles Garrett, another big one up there. Micah Parsons is right in there with that group. Yeah. The man yeah. is a freak. Um, So I'm with you. I, I'm going to ride with you on that one. I'll, I'll take the Cowboys straight up to win that game. I think the Giants, we've gotten a little overinflated because c- they are starting off 2-0. and The season, mm-hmm. they weren't predicted to do very well. Brian Dable is a great, I think, going to be a great head coach, but the pieces are just not there yet um i'll ride the cowboys with you to finish out the week we'll go we'll go cowboys money line is that on that as well
1: yeah i mean i like the cowboys here I, i'm actually rooting for the giants i'd rather them go three and zero and just keep dallas losing while dak is gone and then <laughs> i think the giants the giants will just implode i i can't take them even at three and oh i won't take them serious so no. i'm I'm rooting for Giants, but I think Dallas goes in there and wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got the uh, under on the Dallas ticket at ten and a half, but they can win the Giants game. They've still got a lot of games on their schedule. They're going to lose later this season. So, yeah. Alrighty, that'll do it for Week Three. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up?
1: Not really. Just in terms of like, for those of you like in Survivor pools, this is a tough weekend because there's (sighs) so many close games. I'd say really your only guarantees are like Chiefs and Eagles, maybe and Bills. Might not even be a guarantee, but Chiefs and Eagles really like your only guarantees. Like it's just a wild week for Survivor Pools,
0: and that's tough too because do you want to use those teams this early in the season? (laughs) Like if you use the Browns on Thursday night, round of applause to you. That was that was a good move because that's another team that until and even when Deshaun comes back, I think it's going to be. A long yeah. time before he looks right on the field um, <laughs> because we've seen those clips of training camp. He doesn't look like he can uh, throw a ball 10 yards at this point. Um, no. It's been a while, but, yeah, I'm with you. This is a, this is a brutal week for Survivor Pool. Yeah. yeah. Tough. Um, mm-hmm. Good point. Well, that'll do it for week three. We'll be back next week. Happy betting to everybody. And, as always, peace.